fundraising from the business sector, the pandemic edition. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm joined today by my colleague, Andrew Keeler. Andrew is a leader on our fundraising team at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, where we are significantly funded by private foundations and corporations, certainly by many generous individuals as well. Uh, and the success we've had in the foundation and corporate side is largely responsible to Andrew Keeler's good work and leadership uh, of that aspect of our college's fundraising. So Andrew, thank you so much for being with us uh, on this podcast that is viewed and listened to by fundraisers across the United States and across the world. Uh, and before we dive into the particulars of the pandemic, I'd like to ask you to just, you know, what are some of the general aspects of fundraising from the business sector, different from how we cultivate relationships with individuals or private foundations? Hi, Bill. I just want to say thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Um, so fundraising from the business sector is a little different. The businesses have different motivations than uh, some individuals. Uh, oftentimes, they're in the business of making money, and so their motivations uh, can be to help their bottom line, in addition to just being good community partners and good stewards. Uh, but similar to individuals, you would help, you would cultivate them and steward them and thank them for their gifts, just like you would any other donor. And so our colleague, Dr. Dwight Burlingame, who has literally written the book on fundraising from the business sector, uh, often says in a capitalistic market-driven economy, businesses are in business to make money, not give it away. And when they give it away, they do so to help them make money. How do you approach that philosophically? Um, how, how do you find that uh, you're able to adapt to that thinking? Is there any uneasiness on your behalf in that thinking? knowing that, uh, you know, as you're thinking about businesses, part of their charitable giving motive could be their profitable bottom line. Yeah, uh, I think that's certainly the case. And you have to find that win-win, that alignment between you and your organization uh, and the company. Uh, you're not always going to see eye to eye in everything, uh, but I think if you have ways that are mutually beneficial, uh, you can explore those and really engage in a dialogue around those issues. And one of the key aspects there is to have a gift acceptance policy, you know, uh, identify your nonprofit's values, your nonprofit's motivations, and just as you would with individuals, Andrew, right, do so with businesses and pursue those businesses that are most aligned with your values. That is correct. Yeah. I mean, there are so many companies doing great things uh, and whatever your set subtector is or wherever you're working, I'm sure there's a company that you could find alignment with that would benefit both you, your organization and your clients and the company. And, and that's a broad motivation. You know, they, they're in business to make money, not give it away. When they give it away, they're doing so to help them make money. How do you see that play out in particulars, whether that's, you know, public relations in front of customers, uh, relationships with their own employees? You know, what are some of the aspects that you see when you're either filling out that application that they have or in your conversation with corporate giving officers? Yeah, a, a lot of corporate motivations I see are uh, employee engagement and employee recruitment. So a, a lot of times, a lot of their giving is employee driven. So uh, it's really so they can get the best talent and keep the best talent. Uh, another way is market access. So if they're a healthcare company, they want to have uh, donate their products so people can you know try and see what their products like and have access to new markets. Um, that's just one example. But uh, and then marketing communications technology, they would like you to use their products and share the their products. So there are a lot of avenues to explore as far as uh, alignment and motivation. And that's well said. And, and in the course we teach, we also point out government regulations. Some industries more than others have very close relationships and regulatory relationships with local, state, federal government, and their charitable giving can tie into those relationships that they want to show those aspects of government that they're being a good 
corporate citizen. Andrew, that's an excellent overview, and I know we could even talk more about that, but we want to focus especially on the pandemic. You know, what have you seen that is similar, and what have you seen that is different in terms of fundraising from corporations in this environment with the pandemic? So I, I think a lot of the, the similarities are just similar things that you're facing at your nonprofit, moving online to a virtual environment. How do you keep your staff and your customers happy and your clients happy and engaged? Um, and I think the motivations are also very similar, but it's also very industry specific. Uh, right now, as I mentioned earlier, we have tech companies who are doing very well in this current environment, but you have other companies, maybe leisure hospitality, that are struggling a bit. Um, and so they're, they're doing different things depending upon their, um, how they're currently situated in the market. I think one thing you're seeing um, is you're seeing a lot more focus on online volunteerism from nonprofits. So a lot of nonprofits are trying to engage employees. Um, they traditionally would engage them maybe um, in at galas or invited them to events, but now you're seeing them uh, kind of move online and how do we engage uh, a, a company's employees in a virtual online environment. And so it's been kind of new as well. And so when you do your research, as you would for a foundation, what are their guidelines? Uh, and even for a corporation, what are their guidelines? What do they especially like to give to? You talked about some industries are doing well, some industries are not doing so well. So what I take from that is lesson number one, if you could expand on this, please. Apparently, there's not just one economy. It sounds like there's a couple of three different economies that some corporations have really struggled. Some family-owned businesses flat out gone out of business, and that's so sad. Some industries are booming and maybe some are just kind of somewhere in between. How has the pandemic affected how you research individual companies within this complexity of the economy due to the pandemic? Yeah, I think that, that's a great point. You got to know their priorities. You got to know the company. And before you speak to them, really know them inside and out. Um, I'm looking a little bit more into press releases than I have in the past just to see what they're saying about themselves and putting out any guidance. Uh, checking up on their stock price. Has it been up? Has it been down? Has it been uh, very volatile? Um, and then looking at any annual reports, sustainability reports that they have and see if they have a new focus area. You know, I think uh, part of the pandemic has really uh, shown some of the injustices and highlighted those in society. So you've seen a lot of companies speak on a racial injustice uh, where they may have not have focused on area before. So it's really just um, keeping up, uh, researching them and knowing their priorities and see how they're adapting through public statements, uh, through their stocks, and through any kind of other guidance they may have. Andrew, I'm curious if you've seen any difference over time. You know, since the world became aware of this January, February, March, and pretty much in March, the whole world went into lockdown uh, and has been in this quarantining environment ever since. Um, interestingly, the data show in the first couple, three months of the pandemic, uh, some of the most charitable giving was coming from the business sector. However, it was primarily focused on those immediate need areas. And I don't say that to be critical, but, you know, to the food banks and, you know, the immediate social service need areas. Um, are you seeing any difference now over time? Are, are businesses kind of returning to other sectors uh, or not? What have you seen compared to, say, the early months of the pandemic as the situation has evolved moving forward? Yeah, I think it still may be uh, too early to tell. But I will say, I think broadly, it's still really very much employee driven. So the causes that their employees care about um, and the causes, the industry area that the company's in are really going to be kind of overarching uh, guides for uh, where a company might fund or where they might donate product or uh, engage their employees in volunteerism. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out with business giving over time. I know some of our faculty talk about, you know, during a crisis like this, that charitable giving is uh, focused first on immediate need, 
and maybe that happens for about 16 weeks or so, and then recovery where maybe attention is turned to other subsectors within the philanthropic sector, and then a next phase of resilience where you know the strongest nonprofits are still there uh, to continue to receive support. Uh, Andrew, it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out in the business sector, and are you seeing any indications of that just yet? Yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the Lilly Family School of Philanthropy's own research and disaster philanthropy has shown that to be the case. And oftentimes companies are in the forefront of disaster response. Uh, and this pandemic is what we're seeing is, is treated very much like a disaster from like you were a hurricane or tornado. Um, and so you really saw companies at the forefront of the basic needs response, as you said. Um, and then they'll probably adapt their giving going forward to more of the resilience um, and less of the uh, solving the immediate problems and maybe even policy areas. A lot of companies are getting the policy arena. Uh, and so you may see some giving go that direction as well. Andrew, one of the general guidelines of fundraising from the business sector is timing. That businesses budget everything, including their charitable giving. Uh, and you could come to a business with a great idea that they're in love with and they want to support. And they say our budget has just been finalized and that includes our charitable giving and we have specific destinations hey, come back next year. You know, that, that's just very traditional in business giving overall. Has that changed during the pandemic? Is it still kind of budget driven like that? Has charitable giving maybe been accelerated because of the pandemic for the companies that are in a position to give? No change whatsoever. Just kind of curious what you've observed. Yeah, so I, I've seen it's still very much, they have their budget numbers, but they're giving their employees and their program officers and their sustainability officers a bit more freedom in how they're doing out that money, less restrictions. So. Uh, a little bit more of um, general support grants, uh, immediate crisis response grants without a lot of reporting or strings attached. Um, and so, but yeah, I, I think, you know, if, if you're really interested in that in front of the business sector, it's great to have that relationship and start talking to them before their fiscal year begins. Uh, so you can kind of talk to them about their budget and get in that queue and really kind of shape uh, what that might look like a few months down the road. Wonderful to hear an awareness of the sense of urgency of the moment and, and giving their uh, grant recipients, sponsorship recipients, much more flexibility in this current environment. And you talk about developing relationships, you know, based on timing with the fiscal year. What about developing those relationships? Of course, this is true about individuals. This is true about private foundations. You know, how are you doing in terms of identifying those key decision makers in a business and then trying to establish a meeting when for the most part, people still are not meeting in person. What does that look like in particular in fundraising from the business sector? I think it's very similar um, to the kind of the pre-pandemic because a lot of it is that linkages, interest, and ability. Mm -hmm. um, and so what linkages do you have? Do you have volunteers with the company? Does anybody serve on your board? Do you, um, you know, anybody, you have donors who work at a company? Are you asking for a corporate giving match? And then when you talk to those donors or those volunteers, they'll often, you know, open the door to you to the right person who makes those charitable decisions within the company um, and find the company's interest. If, if you're reading up on them, doing your research, you might see some alignment um, and then talk to you, you know, your, your contacts there and uh, a whole host of ideas and possibilities will open up, I guarantee it. Andrew Keeler is a leader of the fundraising team at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. And just amplifying his last point there, remember his encouragement earlier in this discussion to take your research to a deeper dive and a deeper level, including in the corporate sector that has adapted its giving practices to the current pandemic environment. And uh, this is the type of information that is available through our courses at the fundraising school. Uh, we have public courses available uh, both online and now in person. 
and you can apply for and receive a crisis response scholarship that the registration fee for one of those classes uh, can be reduced by 50%. We have quarterly webinars, we have podcasts uh, such as this that are free. We have our Fridays with the Fundraising School. One Friday a month, we get together for a community conversation. All this information is available online at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the Fundraising School, where you will also find out information about our custom training that we can tailor make, especially for your nonprofit, your association, or your region. With Andrew Keeler, this is Bill Stanjakevich, and you are now more fully informed on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm -hmm.